Hey everybody, and welcome to episode four of Jason's Journal. I'm Jason Holcomb. I live here in West Central Minnesota, and I've been diagnosed with aut- uh, Asperger's syndrome, which is an autism spectrum disorder, since roughly around 1995. And I thought, you know, maybe I should share my unique uh, look at the world because of autism, and also because of all. Well, not just because of the autism, but also because of all the, you know, the unique experiences I've had over the years, regardless of autism, you know. And today, well, we're going to focus on a topic that's pretty universal, but you might be surprised that this uh, does affect a lot of people on the spectrum, as this is about food. And the reason why this affects a lot of people on the spectrum, because of over-sensory. That's a common uh, theme among people on the autism spectrum, that they have a certain over-sensory to certain stimuli. Uh, for me, it was uh, it's light. I don't need it to be really, really dark, but if it's too bright out there, my eyes are do tend to get all watery and stuff like that. So I do get a little sense, uh, over-sensory to light, plus a little over-sensory to certain sounds and stuff like that. And it's really hard to uh, hear people who have a certain high-pitched voice sometimes. But it's not a big problem for me, as I'm guessing for a lot of other people on the spectrum. I, I'm guessing it all varies between person to person. And then comes food and smell, eating and smelling, taste and smell. That's a pretty big uh, common oversensory issue for people on the spectrum, especially with um, in regards to smell. I, I've always had a very high potent um, sniffer, so to speak, and then again, sometimes shuts off and I can't smell anything. But uh, one of the first things uh, I remember was um, – you know, this regarding a certain food was the certain how certain foods, you know, if it smelled really bad, I wouldn't eat it. And um, this would re- uh, we'll touch on the subject a little bit later on. But uh, this also was in regards to, you know, how your taste of uh, your sense of smell is touched in with your taste, uh, sense of taste. Well, this was true with, you know, back in the day, I couldn't really drink out of a glass for quite a while because it sound it. I, I know it sounds crazy, but I could taste a rocky kind of sandy taste, and you know maybe I think it was because it was cert- it was around the time I learned that uh, glass is made out of melted sand, so maybe it's all psychosomatic, or maybe I could have actually uh, tasted the uh, the sand sandy gl- rocky taste in the glass. Who knows? But I think um, 
Yeah, that definitely ties in with my autism. And, you know, it's a little unique story. I don't remember very much about it because it was only a passing phase. But I do remember that I, uh, for a while, I couldn't really drink out of a glass of water or a glass of water or a glass of milk without, you know, tasting this like rocky, sandy taste uh, to it, you know? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Thought I'd share that with you as we're discussing food and taste. And, well,. Well, we got to get to the uh, big thing about food for me. And anybody who knows me, uh, whether uh, in high school or if people, you know, known me for quite a while, I can't stand condiments and uh, especially ketchup, mustard, uh, barbecue sauce, mayonnaise, salad dressing, stuff like that, because vinegar, I hate the smell of vinegar, I hate the taste of vinegar, and it just, ugh. Although, I did find out that salsa tends to have some vinegar in it, but I guess I never noticed it because of the, you know, fresh vegetables that are often in salsa, so. Yeah, that's a little uh, quirk right there, but when it comes to other condiments, yeah, I can't stand that stuff. And it, it, it it's an assault on all five of my senses. I can't stand the taste, the smell, the touch of it, of uh, those uh, of those sauces, uh, of those dressings. Uh, I even can't stand uh, oh, taste, touch. I'm trying to remember the five senses: taste, touch, uh, taste, touch, smell, and then then there was the. Um, the sight of it, uh, seeing it, I don't like the look of it either, it just looks all goopy, and finally, I can't even stand the sound of it coming out of a bottle, you know how some people make that, when they're pouring ketchup out of the bottle, it just, it makes me cringe, and there is a big reason why, not just the oversensory, uh, because of this whole, uh, that I can't stand the stuff nowadays, but... It's because of the fact that once uh, kids found out, other kids found out that, that this stuff really bothered me, well, they found an avenue to pick on me for it for quite a long time, quite a long time. And there was a time I couldn't even stand hearing the word. And, you know, I got to say, uh, my reaction to them, you know, bullying me about this probably made it worse, definitely probably made it worse. And so for years, I got tormented by kids. No, but thankfully, very few cases of people actually like trying to touch me with the stuff because that would make me really freak out. And I'd probably go, hey, if back in the day, probably get really violent. But uh, there was enough I was getting uh, tormented by kids all the time. And I remember my therapist saying, they're just words. But at the time when you're a kid on the spectrum and things are confusing you and making you you know, be kind of, well, kind of scared out of your mind sometimes. <laughs> you can't listen to reason. And so for it was for years that this uh, whole subject was bothering me. And it didn't just end at the schoolyard or on the school bus. It also applied to home sometimes. I remember my uh, siblings and my mom, even my dad, sometimes making fun of me about it. Not too bad. Nothing like the kids at school, but yeah. And nowadays, well... I can't, well, for, okay, before I get to nowadays, for a while, I couldn't even touch the bottle, you know, with my bare hand because I've, you know, it's gross and 
tell you the truth, I don't like the idea of me touching the bottle because I still think it's pretty gross. It's my my dis, uh, distaste for it is still remains, but how I handle it has certainly changed. Uh, I mean, I can touch the bottle now, you know, carry it over to people, but I won't touch a plate, you know, with that stuff on it because it's really gross. I, I'm guessing it's not just the oversensory, but also the fact that ugh, kids, kids can be so cruel and, you know, I guess I've always thought that, you know, if people have left me alone about it, I probably wouldn't have this such a visceral reaction. But nowadays, uh, well, I, I guess it's probably never going to go away, this visceral reaction uh, to it. And uh, so uh, nowadays, if, you know, if somebody like accidentally touches me with it, I'll just get a little, uh, little angry, you know, over uh, over sensory wise, but I won't be like, Nowadays, if people, well, if they knew, if they know better and they try to, you know, pull something on me, I'd probably be very vocal about it. And just a heads up to anybody who hears this podcast and thinking, oh, we can do a really sweet prank on Jason. It'll make him go really, really crazy. Well, don't do that because I probably won't be like, ah! I probably won't thrash you, but. I will definitely uh, chew you out if you do that to me. So just saying, just a heads up, you know, because it's a very touchy subject to me. Well, the funny thing is I don't like barbecue sauce, but I do like barbecue dry rub on uh, meat. I like barbecue chips. And so I like the flavor of it, but I don't like the goopy vinegary stuff that comes with it and it's the same uh, ketchup i can't really stand that's uh you know ketchup chips i'm like fuck no forget about it i'm not going to drop the f-bomb on here so uh because i'm trying to keep it pg but anyway getting back to yeah that's the the biggest thing with me and over sensory and food and and i found out i wasn't alone there are people on the spectrum to this day um they say that they have to have their food a certain way because of texture and taste and also just sometimes even the coloring of the food you know and i guessing this is not just for me there are people who are not on the spectrum have uh, certain uh, quibbles about certain foods uh, we see this every day on uh, people like uh, we see this every day on certain shows like uh, the show Monk. I know it's not a I know it's a fictional show, but some uh, a lot of that obsessive uh, uh, compulsive disorder uh, tendencies is uh, ev- evident in re- everyday life with certain people, and I've known certain people who act like that with food, and I'm not the only one in my family who is a a certain habit with being picky with their food. And my sister, Katie, uh, she tends to be very selective about her food. I know she doesn't like potatoes unless it's French fries, and she doesn't like mushrooms. I don't think she likes onions. Um, well, it's been a while since I've caught up with her about her certain food t- uh, uh, food desires, but I know she has issues like that. I know my brother's had issues with that with certain foods over the years. I don't know if that's changed or not. Because it does change. It really does uh, change your uh, your taste for food and uh, also your desire to try new food. For example, I never liked sour cream, not because uh, it had vinegar. I just never liked the goopy taste to it and uh, the sour taste of it. I loved sour cream and onion chips for years, 
you know, I still love sour cream, onion chips, but not actual sour cream until, well, by accident, uh, one time at like Taco John's, I guess, I ordered a burrito. I said uh, no sour cream. They put a little bit on it and I was like, this is not bad. Now, I can't eat too much sour cream because I tried doing that, pouring some sour cream on my tacos, but I guess I put a... I put in too much and just felt the goobiness and I'm just like, ugh, I can't have it too much, you know? But I still enjoy some sour cream on my uh, uh, burritos every now and then, something that's never happened um, to me uh, when I was a kid. Anyway, I'm getting back to food, and like I said, everybody has their hang-ups about food, and it's especially prominent on the spectrum. Maybe not because of the taste of the food, but maybe because... The food may be too overpowering. I don't have that problems yet that I know of, but I'm sure certainly down the road certain foods might get too overpowering for me. Spices, not so much. I can handle a good deal of spice, but uh, I don't think I can handle like ghost peppers or something like that. I don't think I'm ready for that. But Oh, speaking of spices... Uh, another thing that I picked up uh, recently was pepper jack cheese. And I used to just like yellow cheese and certain kinds of white cheese. Not Swiss. I think Swiss is just bleh. You know, just kind of bland and just bleh. But I do like pepper jack cheese. And I found that out recently. All right, getting back into food. And we got to talk about something that's also kind of uh, underreported with autism on the autism spectrum is food disorders, you know overeating or undereating because um i've read um i've heard uh, anecdotes and read research that show that certain people on the spectrum they either eat way too much which is the case for me i've often eaten way too much or sometimes they they don't bother eating at all or they might even develop a eating disorder like anorexia or bulimia and they say it has to do it's tied in with the it's tied in with the um addictive personality uh, subset of autism that can happen you know like some we like to do things over and over again and uh, that could go for better or for worse and in this case worse when it comes to food disorders and actually i do have to touch on this you know because i've always had you know with if you know me i've always had some issues with body issues uh, health issues overeating and then for a while back in high school and junior and senior high, I or junior senior year actually no. Uh, now um, uh, there was a time where I was trying to eat a lot less, and I wouldn't even eat lunch. You know, I would, you know, pretty much uh, starve myself during the day. Eat, eat very little in the morning. Don't eat lunch, and didn't eat lunch for a while. And well, ate, uh, ate what I ate with mom because I would have to. Uh, because um, I don't think it was like a, a true anorexia or something like that, but you know there was this time where I was not eating on purpose, and and I guess it was because of my body issues. And, you know, I wasn't looking back in my senior year of high school. I thought I was really big, but actually I'm a lot bigger now than I was back in the day. I, I mean, I was a, a little bit uh, a little bit overweight for my age, but at the same time, I. I was doing okay, uh, comparatively speaking, 
And I guess, but at the time, I was thinking, oh, I'm this big blob, I'm this big pig, and, and people wouldn't, and a lot of people would notice that, and they would say, no, you're not, Jason, you you look fine the way you are, and at the time, I was like, no, I don't, I don't look fine, but uh, it turns out, uh, looking back, at the, especially the pictures of me from back in the day, I looked pretty okay, although I do got to say, um, back in uh, late elementary, middle school, I did have some overeating problems, and this was exacerbated by that drug I mentioned in the uh, first episode um, that uh, caused me to gain a lot of weight rapidly and also developing breast tissue And uh, when I was uh, around 12, 13 years old. So, uh, six, no, fifth or sixth grade, that's when it started happening. So, yeah, a lot of body issues, and I guess... <laughs> Uh, counterintuitively, I just overate because, you know, the whole thing about comfort food, I love eating and uh, tendency to uh, have an addictive person, addictive uh, addictiveness to certain foods. And for me, that was certainly the case growing up. And I got the, I didn't get the freshman when I went to college, I didn't get the freshman 15, I got the freshman 50 and added another 50 to that. And, and I was pretty big for my age and didn't have very little I had very little muscle mass to begin with so I was pretty big for my age and then uh, it was in the middle of my junior year of college that I decided to uh, eat healthier and uh, then um, exercise and I lost uh, from the middle of junior year to the after shortly after college uh, graduating college over a year later in June of 2012 I had lost 80 pounds and I would actually lose more but this would be tied into a stomach issue that I was having that I was not eating very much and I was throwing up all the time and and then I lost weight way too fast and you know how that goes if you lose weight weight too fast it can mess with your body it can mess with your skin and I'm still dealing with that flappy skin issues as an as an adult it's annoying but that's the price i pay anyway uh, i started eating healthier and started eating less and then um here's the funny thing i think living at home with my mom you know my mom has always been uh, not like overbearing i'm not saying she's been overbearing she's just been always concerned about the amount i eat and she helps me and she always makes these great nutritious meals and <laughs> Mom's home cooking, you know, and I guess, you know, living on my own, I guess, uh, fending for myself, I kind of fell into old habits, eating junk, uh, mostly junk food all the time. I do eat um, a lot more vegetables than I did when I was a kid, a lot more fruits than I did when I was a kid, but also relying on fast food and some junk food, mainly because, um, you know, I run out of time to make food before I have to go to work. I need to pick something up and I just go to work. And also, I don't have really much of a kitchen here. I can't really, I don't have much skill in cooking, so I don't make uh, the nice nutritious foods that my mom used to make all the time. And I'm not, and like I said, mom was always looking out for me. She still looks out for me. She's like, oh, I j- think, Jason, you should really uh, eat less and eat better stuff. And I try, I try, but. You know, this uh, lifestyle of, you know, just uh, working, uh, you know, working during the night, waking up during the day and uh, during the late morning, early afternoon, and then getting stuff ready to go before work and not having much of a kitchen or not really knowing much about uh, cooking and uh, cooking and preparing healthy stuff. You kind of 
you fall into those old habits, you fall into convenience, and especially at when you get off, when I get off at work at midnight, I uh, I get hungry, so I stop by Casey's gas station, which is open 24 hours, and they don't have much in the way of healthy foods, and so, uh, yeah, it's kind of like that. And uh, speaking of addictiveness, um, I know certain people, um, you know how people, well, I was mentioning how people on the spectrum like their foods a certain way. This was certainly the case with me back in the day where I would just eat the same thing over and over again. And that's largely too true to this day. I can still eat uh, the same thing over and over again for a while, not as much as I used to. But that's also mainly because, well... Um, for money reasons, also for you know lack of access to anything really immediately available for uh, different stuff. I always tried to make different stuff, but you know if you know if I want a quick meal uh, from the grocery store and pick up like a certain brand of sausage, I get a few of those. Have one of those uh, for a few days uh, each day, or make tacos. Um, also, that's uh, because of the fact that my mom has just sent me a bunch of taco meat back ho- uh, back home when I visited her. Also, her famous homemade chili. Ooh. And I'll be having chili for a good couple of days this week because, well, the weather's uh, certainly fitting for chili. But also, she makes really good chili. So, I guess, um, yeah, there's still that habit of me, you know, eating the same thing over and over again. Um, but not, well, not in a row, but maybe every other day. There's still that habit, and I guess uh, it comes with you know comfort food factor, the factor of you know you know it's quick, it's convenient, and not knowing much on how to cook and other stuff. You know, I can make. I'm not saying I'm a complete uh, slouch when it comes to cooking for myself, but I just make uh, you know a few tried and true recipes for myself. Comes out pretty okay. Mainly of the meat variety, uh, chicken variety, and although I do love some fresh vegetables, ooh, and also another thing, I've grown to love cucumbers over the years. I didn't used to like cucumbers. I didn't like the goopy inside taste, but nowadays I can't get enough of cucumbers, or I can't get enough green peppers. Never had anything against green peppers, but I love them a lot more nowadays than I did back when I was a kid, and. You know, it's uh, this journey with food, because food is such a personal subject, just like music. I think, you know, and also how it can tie in with uh, autism over sensory. I think it's just a a great subject to talk about. And, you know, I was thinking about, hmm, what should I talk about next? I was like, food. You know, it's both universal and it also has a deep tie-in to my experiences Eh, especially the social experiences. Now, I hope I didn't weird you out with, you know, my whole bugginess about uh, condiments. But, you know, that's just the way I've always been. Uh, Whenever I go to, like, McDonald's or order a cheeseburger, just a plain meat cheeseburger and bacon, uh, that's just the way I roll. And some say, well, eh, that doesn't sound very flavorable. It was like, no, you get to taste the meat and... I've always been a good connoisseur, good tasting meat. And, uh, well, while we're on the subject about food, just want to say, even though I am a meat eater, I do respect people's wishes to, you know, go vegan or go vegetarian. As long as you're not being a very, um, what's the word? Uh, if you're not, you know, delivering a sermon about what you want to eat. And that's the same with people, you know, who try to troll vegetarians or vegans, you know, by eating a steak online just to troll and make them feel bad. 
you know, just don't do that. Just enjoy your food and uh, because food is meant to be enjoyed. Food is essential for life and food is a great way to, you know, going out to eat with people. It's a great way to have fun and socialize and hopefully I can do that some, uh, sometime right uh, in the not too distant future as uh, right now this whole pandemic has kind of um, messed with the restaurant business. But I think someday down the road um, I'm going to have a, some lunch again, you know, with some good friends. Hopefully with one awesome lady later this year. Uh, can't wait to have lunch with you and, you know, talk about things over food. And she knows about my uh, little hang-ups about food, but uh, going into a little bit more detail on this podcast. Uh, one more shout-out. Hey, awesome lady. <laughs> All right. Well, that's just uh, touching on a, you know, a pretty, um, pretty engrossing subject. You know, everybody eats. Uh, Everybody has their own uh, preferences for food. And also, there's a whole new dimension when it comes to the autism spectrum. And it's not necessarily uh, from a medical standpoint like, oh, we can't have the certain foods for, you know, medical reasons. It's more for, well, like I say, it's more for that pure comfort level of food. Anyway, uh, that's our episode for today, and I will try to get you another episode next Wednesday because uh, Wednesday is the best time for me to record these episodes and then get them ready to go because um, Wednesdays I uh, don't have to work on, uh, mostly, most of the time don't have to work on local area sports so I can just get this all done here at the station, uh, at my station, you know, just add in a little music, do a little tweaking, and then we're good to go. I just uploaded. I mostly record on my phone, but I just need to go back to the station, you know, get this all tuned up for you guys to make it a little more uh, special. Anyway, uh, uh, take care. I'll let you know when the next episode will be up. Thank you for listening to Jason's Journal and Bon Appetit. As for me, well, I'm not sure what I'm going to have for lunch for today, but I'm going to probably, you know, maybe pick up some fresh vegetables, have some of that. Cucumbers green peppers, something like that. Uh, anyway, take care. Bye, guys. Actually, before we go, I do want to finish out uh, today's episode with a great song about food, and got to let you know, I don't have much of a sweet tooth as I used to, but I still enjoy cookies every now and then. And here in a tribute to sweet things and cookies, here is the OG himself, Cookie Monster. All right, thanks for listening to Jason's Journal. Talk to you later, everybody. Take it, Cookie. Now, what starts with the letter C? Cookie starts with C. Let's think of other things that starts with C. Uh, ah, who cares about other things? C is for Cookie. That's good enough for me. C is for Cookie. That's good enough for me. C is for Cookie. That's good enough for me. Oh, Cookie, Cookie, Cookie starts with C. Oh, C is for Cookie. That's good enough for me. C is for Cookie. That's good enough for me. C is for Cookie. That's good enough for me. Oh, Cookie, Cookie, Cookie starts with C. Hey, you know what? A round cookie with one bite out of it looks like a C. A round donut with one bite out of it also looks like a C. But it is not as good as a cookie. Oh, the moon sometimes looks like a C, but you can't eat that. So, C is for cookie, that's good enough for me. Yeah, C is for cookie, that's good enough for me. C is for cookie, that's good enough for me. Oh!
Jesus' name.